Hello. I want to welcome you to Renton Christian Center's Recorded Ministries. We hope you'll be encouraged listening to God's teachings. Our services are held Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. We share an awesome worship experience here at Renton Christian Center. Be sure to visit our website at rcc4square.org. Here's our message. Well, I want to just say we are kind of blown away. Pam and I uh, experienced a, quite a miraculous connection uh, this past week at the convention. And it, it, it went about like this. Uh, Ewald Zelmer is the pastor of Anna Marie's Church, our missionary in Germany. And uh, he and his family have been there in, in Bielefeld for quite some time. And they've had a, a heart to uh, reach out to Kazakhstan and uh, begin to plant churches there. And what, what's so fascinating is that um, I was in Kazakhstan 20 years ago teaching at a Bible school. And um, so I thought, Lord, that is so weird. It's such a small world. How can 20 years later we have this connection and evolve and some of his friends know the people that I was teaching in the school? and the pastor, and the worship leader, and even my translator. Her name was Natalia. Oh, yeah, we know Natalia. She's got a family, and she's doing great. So anyway, things have come full circle, and now we have a chance as a body, again, to be praying for the work in Kazakhstan. Uh, Evald is the uh, Foursquare Germany Regional something or other. I don't even know your title, my friend. You're, you're in charge of stuff, right? Yeah, he's an overseer of a lot of... Just a <laughs> Right. He's in charge of uh, many of the churches and the church plants uh, in, in Germany and the church plants as well as in Kazakhstan. He is the pastor that Anna Marie works with. And he's going to be speaking this morning. He'll be bringing the message along with Yirgenbeck, who is one of the Kazakh pastors, is here to join us. And he'll be just giving a brief testimony. And then tonight, we really hope you'll come back at 6 o'clock because Eval uh, will have tons of slides and stories about everything that Anna's doing. Uh, so it's going to be much, much more complete. But before we do anything else, let me just show you um, a short video of what both Evald and Jürgen Beck, right, have been up to lately. You want to hit that and then hit the lights as well? During the Russian Empire and going into the Soviet, anybody that didn't really fit the system or that was suspect was sent down past the Urals into this region of Siberia. And over the centuries, a variety of different groups were shipped into what's now Kazakhstan. In, in this one region, you've got a great variety in terms of ethnic identity and religious affiliation that really isn't that common in, in the other neighboring countries. I was born and raised in Kazakhstan and I moved to Germany in 1988 when I was 13 years old. So I grew up uh, among Kazakhs and Uzbeks and Russian people. Uh, I was working for a mission organization and came back to Kazakhstan. And this uh, touched my heart when I saw uh, Muslims coming to know Jesus because I grew up among them but I didn't have the idea that the gospel is also for them because the church was really in underground and in fear at that time. But there was a new openness, so it really touched my heart and I felt like I have a call from God to bring the gospel to, to my former uh, neighbors, to, to the uh, uh, country and the nation where I grew up. And we started to do mission and church planting in Kazakhstan. 
And today we are 27 Foursquare churches in Kazakhstan. I was asked to uh, lead uh, the Foursquare churches in Kazakhstan as a national leader. And uh, I gave over the leadership to Pastor Thomas, uh, who is doing a great job. And there is a team in place and they're, they're really uh, passionate to uh, plant churches, to uh, bring the Kingdom of God to every city and every village in Kazakhstan and even uh, to the other nations around Kazakhstan and Central Asia. We believe that we have a special role for this Asian area. And what we see that when people come to Kazakhstan from Uzbekistan, from different countries around us, they feel that God keeps this place for His purpose. I believe He wants to use us for great revival in this area. Um, what is our dream? Uh, we want to build some training center for different nations in Kazakhstan. We believe that we can give them good opportunity to be ready to go and preach gospel even to the end of earth. This center I see in the midst of the pastors они, как сказать, нету возможности их странах собираться. Это, это всех воодушевляет. Это у нас сердце горит, чтобы вместе быть. Я в этом вижу, что Бог нас соединяет и хочет что-то больше сделать. Казахстан not very open country. Uh, we have many limits for our ministry. I cannot to preach gospel outside the church, but still I can stay on the stage in my church and I can preach and I can say Jesus is the Lord. And still I have such freedom. Our neighbors uh, like uh, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, uh, Tajikistan, they cannot do it. So we understand, we don't want to miss this time because that country was open maybe five, ten years ago and, and now they are closed. So we want help people who live in Kazakhstan and people who can come to Kazakhstan. We can give them everything what they need that they will go and preach gospel for their nations because uh, still we have such opportunity. Я как казах, как пастор, который получил слово от миссионеров, которые приехали с Америки, большинство с Америки. Мой пастор был американец. Я очень благодарен им. Они меня вырастили. Сейчас я вырос, как другие пастора здесь, в Казахстане, в Азии. Бог дает нам ответ, чтобы дальше нести слово Божье. И у нас есть видение, что Бог будет делать еще больше. И мы нуждаемся, чтобы вы дальше продолжали молиться за нас. Поэтому я хочу, чтобы вы молились за нас. Вместе увидим Божью славу на наш Аллилуйя.
right. Hey, uh, Max, why don't you put up that first photograph, too? Just a couple quick photos from our trip 20 years ago. Uh, this is uh, not it. This was Pam's trip just a couple days ago. But anyway, uh, following that, I was invited by uh, Kent Beeler. Kent and Ruth were missionaries that we sent out. And uh, they invited us to come for two weeks to teach in their Bible school. And the Bible school had about 80 students in it. And so that's a picture of Kent on the left and one of our translators, uh, Natalia, myself, when I had hair. Look, at Doug Hansen actually had hair too. So it's like we all had hair in those days. And then the couple on the end is um, our hosts. So we were there in 1995. And there's the students there at the end of the year. I mean, can you imagine all of these students were coming from everywhere. The nations he mentioned, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, all to Almaty, the capital of Kazakhstan. Freshly born again, freshly called to leadership, freshly ready to change the world. And I think, go ahead and advance it once more. I think um, of those students, Go ahead, click, click, yeah. There I am one morning with one of the translators. It was really fun, preaching in English and then translated in Russian. This little girl was like a cop. I mean, every time anybody made a noise, she'd go, <laughs> he's preaching the gospel. I don't know what she said in Russian, but it was really effective, and she just kept everybody... And so I just taught her, you know, I felt like that's just a little harsh for a Christian, you know, to, to behave that way. So I, I, every time she go, I say, Pejalsta, and that means please. So she would say, Pejalsta. <laughs> okay, next slide. There's uh, the students looking at them. And you know what? You're coming back. I think you're in, you were in my class. In fact, go one more. I think this is you in the front row right here. Isn't that you? <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, it was 20 years ago is about when you became a Christian. Okay, go ahead and wrap that up. All right, enough of the fun. You can close that off and get ready for uh, Pastor Evald. Can we give a warm welcome to Pastor Evald? And you're coming back. Yeah, come on up. Yeah. Доброе утро. Good morning. Я очень рад, что вы пригласили нас. I'm really happy to be invited here. Большое спасибо пастору Алексу. And thank you very much to Pastor Alex. За его сердце служение, которое он оставил Казахстане. For your heart and ministry for Kazakhstan. Юрий Шумаев сейчас он как апостол. Юрий Шумаев, who you invested in, is kind of apostle now. And he has planted uh, over 40 churches. No. And he is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, church. I am so thankful to God. For America and for American missionaries. You did a lot for Kazakhstan. Мой первый пастор он американец. And my first pastor was an American. И больше никто не был. And there was no no other else. Поэтому я хотел поделиться со своим свидетельством. And I want to share my testimony. Как я пришел к Богу. How I came to know God. Иисус живой. Jesus is alive. Он изменяет жизнь. And he changes life. 
У меня не было никаких надежд. I didn't have any hope. Веры. Any, any faith. Жить. And uh, any purpose in life. Потому что я потерял своих друзей. Because I lost my friends. 90 годы. In the 90th. Я потерял четверых друзей. Когда мы были молодыми, по 20 лет, about 20 years old, голове ничего не было. And uh, we didn't have any brain. That's what he said. Горячие мы были. We were burning inside. Кратко расскажу. Один повесился. To make it short, one of them suicide. He hanged himself. And he was a sportsman. And he lost purpose in life. The other friend was, was killed in a uh, yeah in a battle. We were fighting. Were, he was killed in a fight. And I lost him. Одного друга он спился. Двадцать лет он уже был алкоголиком. Да. И четвертого друга он заболел от белой крови. Тогда я понял, что жизнь коротка. Я не хотел умирать. Потому что было много возможностей просто меня убить или в тюрьму попасть. Но это меня не остановило. Я стал грешить, не думал ни о чем. И однажды мне приснулся сон. Ну, такой страшный сон. Четыре дня подряд я видел сны. Как И первым сне меня хотел убить. Был в десятом веке жил Чингисхан. И я когда утром просыпался, я был плачущий. И просто был как раб. И второй день я увидел другой сон. Next night I saw another dream. Тогда меня хотел убить Сталин. In this dream, Stalin wanted to kill me. Я просыпаюсь утром, плачу. And I woke up in the morning and was crying. Я вообще у меня было страх такой. I was full of fear. Я четыре дня не разговаривал. Four days I didn't speak at all. Я только размышлял об этом. I was just thinking and crying. Третий день продолжается, я просил помощи у нашего президента во сне. Я прихожу к нему, я говорю, помоги мне. Он говорит, а как я тебе помогу? Я говорю, вот это два плохих парней. Чингисхан и Сталин хочет меня убить. Помоги мне. Я плакал. 
And he told me, my son, I cannot help you. I said, why not? He said, they are bigger than I and they are stronger than I. And I wake up in the morning and was crying. And I was living with a friend. And he was afraid too. Because uh, I was like, Uh, um, my face will be, get white. Yeah. Like a wall. And, and, and I didn't speak. I was each, like crazy. And in the fourth night, I was back in the first dream. Like, like it was in the first dream. And, and then a man in white clothes comes And he saves me from uh, from Genghis Khan. And when I woke up in the morning, I was crying again, but out of joy. And then I started to share my dreams to my friend Kairat. Everywhere I went to the mullah, the Islamic priest, and I asked him about the meaning of the dream. And I couldn't find an answer. I asked my parents. And I was sharing about it everywhere. Ask friends if they can explain the meaning of the dream. No one could. I decided that I am not better than my friends and I will but die too. And I wanted to suicide now. I found a place for that. It was in 1992. But still there is a hope. Я был мусульманином. Я помолился Аллаху. Я сказал, если ты есть, я хочу отдать свою жизнь Я хочу отдать тебе. Потом приехал в Алмату. Я там должен остаться на один месяц поработать. Получить деньги. To get my uh, salary, and then I wanted to go to Islamic school. Yeah. But in the uh, dormitory where I stood, and I, I was praying as a Muslim does. And then, At, uh, on the window I found a book it's called The Gospel of John. And when I read this book I felt something special in this room. Now I understand it was the Holy Spirit. And I went on my knees and I was crying out and I asked God for forgiveness. 
И я просто и радовался, и and плакал. I was, uh, full of joy and full of tears at the same time. А я в этом общежитии работал электриком, все меня знают. And at this dormitory I was working as an electrician and everybody knows me. И когда я в этой комнате я плакал, рыдал, and when I was crying in my room, с кем-то разговаривал, was speaking with someone, и тогда люди подумали, then people thought, что Иркенбек с ума сошел. Серьезно, в комнате никого нету, я разговаривал, И вот я пришел, принял Иисуса Христа в комнате. Слава Господу. И таких, как я, сотни, тысячи сейчас в Казахстане, в Азии. Uh, hundreds and thousands in Kazakhstan and Central Asia. God is working in a mighty way. At first time, at this time of revival, many, many people came. Now some of them are in, in prison because of their belief in Christ. Некоторые вообще отошли от Бога. Some, uh, lost and get away from Christ. Mm -hmm. Но мы стоим. But we stand. Благодаря Богу. And Иисусу, we praise God. Что Бог хочет спасти наш народ. That God wants to save our nation. И вот сейчас uh, у нас видение. Now we have a vision. Чтобы uh, построить такой центр. To build a training center. Где мы можем собираться. Where we can gather and encourage one another as pastors especially, especially the pastors and ministers who live uh, out there in the villages we bring together 100-200 pastors and we just cry together we pray together we laugh together и вот такое место не хватает. Really И так Бог положил мое сердце построить такой центр, special, uh, где мы можем uh, принимать из Китая, из Монголии. И пяти стран у нас хорошие взаимоотношения. Очень. Very good relationship and we are like one denomination we, we really together я когда-то не любил ненавидел других стран как узбеков киргизов я собирался когда я пришел иисусу я даже не думал, что так получится. Я его, их ноги мыл. But, uh, это для меня как фантастика. Is, uh, да, это Иисус только может делать. И сейчас мы просто служим. Я хочу поблагодарить Господа. Really за моих братьев, вот пастор Эвальд, он friends, поддерживает меня. Evald, вот со мной Бахтьяр. Да, он здесь живет. Да. Просто спасибо Господу, что у нас есть церковь. 
что мы Его дети спасибо за вашу церковь за Анна Марию я с ней хорошие отношения и вот у нас этот флайер у меня не получалось потому что это деньги стоят но мне помогли брат пастор Александр с Германии и помогли сделать мне флайер где вы можете прочитать и помолиться за это вот этот камень Иисус сказал, на этом камне я поставлю свою церковь, брата Ада не одолеет. Спасибо, будьте благословенны. So first of all, I want to say a big thank you to the worship team. I really enjoyed the time to worship with you. And I brought the best we have in Germany for you, German Lindt Schokolade. Pastor Kevin, can you come up please for the worship team? So good to be here. So good to worship Jesus yes, together amen, with you. Amen. It's for you and the team. <laughs> yeah, and I also brought with me a lot of greetings from our church and especially from Anna Marie. So I hope to be able to show it. Here you see Anna Marie. And uh, this morning, she was preaching in our church back in Bielefeld, Germany. And I listened to her sermon, and I cheered and uh, gave a good uh, response to her. And then she sent a message for you guys, and I want to let you hear it. That's why I need two mics. Hello, hello. I want to wish everyone uh, in Renton... Just a wonderful day here. It's actually warm out. The sun is shining. It's about 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's beautiful outside. And um, I'm thinking of you, and I've sent my best. Abel is really awesome, so enjoy what he has to share. And know that you guys are always on my heart and in my thoughts and in my prayers. And I'm sending you much love from Germany. So have a great day. Have a great time meeting together and um, I'm really thankful that our family is worldwide that we are even though I am here and 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 then working in a different church and you guys are there um, we are connected by one God one faith one baptism one Lord one heart and one spirit and that is Uh, that is what is important. And you guys are my family, and you make such a difference to me. And I just wanted to say that. Love you. Have a great time. Bye. Yes, this is Anna Marie. 
She is a great blessing for us, and we are really united with her and through her with you. And it's really the same spirit, the family spirit that I sense here, that I experience here. I am first time here, but I feel home. I feel like I know you. It's so good to be here. So the next picture. This is my family, and they send greetings to you. My wife Kerstin and our three kids, Saskia, Zilas, and Emmanuel. They would like to travel with me one day, but for now they are sending greetings and love to you. So now I will show just a few pictures, but uh, later uh, in the evening, if you like to come again, I will share a lot of stories. With Jesus, stories of miracles, stories of encouragement, um, but uh, now I would like to share the word of God. So I, I go quickly and try to do it quickly. <laughs> It's hard to do it quickly because behind every picture there is a miracle. Yeah. So this is uh, our church campus, and this is a miracle in in itself. I will share about it later. This is our um, leadership team, and Anna Marie in the front. And we uh, invited her to be a part of the leadership really quickly, because uh, we uh, we sense it's it's like us. She has the same values of the kingdom of God, the same spirit. Is everything the same? Like she said in her greetings. And so, so you you blessed us with, with the best gift you could ever give. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, here we see Debbie and Robin visiting us with the leadership team. Here's Pam visiting Anna Marie and the church. Thank you very much. I think Pam is in the children's ministry right now. So here you see Anna Marie with a team at the train station. Outreach is really on her heart to reach out to the people, especially to those who are broken, to those who are outsiders, and to bring them in into the kingdom of God. At the train station, there is a place where all the drug addicts and alcohol addicts meet the whole day, and Anna Marie and the team goes there. Pam was with them, with them, and share coffee and bread and uh, food and love and prayers and it's kind of entering their living room. Here you see um, the, some of the team sharing the gospel to the addicts. Here you see Anna Marie with some other guys from our church at what we call on the move. It's a city outreach in our city, and here you see the, all the people listening. It's in the midst of the downtown. Yeah, here's also worship in the city. We, we really like to go out, to go to the people, to bring God's presence out there to the people. Here you see Anna Marie preaching at the baptism service uh, in. January, we had our first baptism uh, with 22 refugees who received Jesus Christ. You will see them. It's amazing what God is doing 
back in Germany among refugees right now. Also at the baptism service, Anna Marie playing saxophone. She is awesome, really. Here you see the 22, what we call new friends. We don't call them refugees. We call them new friends. And they get baptized. And I need to say that from January till now, we have been able to baptize 72 new believers out of the um, new friends, which came from Syria, from Iraq, from Iran. They came as Muslims, but they were disappointed in Islam because of what they have experienced, because of the reasons why they had to flee. And uh, they are really hungry for God. In November last year, we had a conference with uh, Pastor Leslie Kegel. Maybe some of you know of, about him. And he was sharing a prophetic word and said to the pastors, Foursquare pastors in Germany, the refugees which are coming there from God, receive them. And then he continued and said, they will bring you the Holy Spirit. So we were like, we are the spirit-moved, spirit-filled denomination. How can the Muslims bring us the Holy Spirit? And then he explained, as soon as they receive Jesus, they will get on fire with the Holy Spirit and then learn from them. And that's exactly what happens right now. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just God's grace. It's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a revival. And my heart is jealous uh, that this revival um, should also touch the German population. It shouldn't be just only the refugees who need Jesus. We, as German nations, need to come back to Jesus. 500 years, almost next year will be 500 years since the Reformation. We, we really need a new Reformation of, of the hearts. Amen. Amen. Here you see our congregation blessing the people, praying for the people who just get baptized. It's amazing to see what God is doing. And the newspaper starts to write about us. The reporters come and they write a baptism of freedom. And the good thing is, yes, let's give glory to Jesus. When the reporter from the newspaper, local newspaper, um, about 300,000 people read this. When he came, he asked me to give report and I was busy and I said to him, Please stay with us. You can um, interview every one of the people who get baptized and you can get the real picture and you write what you see. And the amazing thing was he gave the best report that you could uh, expect. He shared the testimonies of the people in the report and they were sharing that the, for the first time in their life they had the opportunity to make a free choice. They were born as Muslims, they didn't choose it. But first time in their life, they had the opportunity to, uh, to choose what they believe. And they came to church and the Holy Spirit touched their heart, they came to know Jesus and they are changed. 
It's just amazing how they shared, how they get free from fears. They grew up and lived every day in fear. And since they received Jesus, they experienced the freedom from fear. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's just amazing. Wow. So this is a Christian magazine also writing about our church and what is going on there. It's not everywhere like this in Germany. It's, it's a special thing that God is doing with us by his grace. We, we can't believe here you see discipleship classes in Arabic, and we are glad to have Arabic people from Syria. The, the guy on the front, he is singing in Arabic, he is translating. It's amazing how God, how God, how God provides for everything, how God brings uh, workers into the harvest. We're always praying for workers for the harvest, because we believe there is no problem with the harvest. We need the workers to be equipped and on fire for Jesus. Here you see the discipleship classes for, in Persian. Yeah, people coming from Iran. Here is Farzad, he is translating. And he is now living with us in my home, in, in, in our family. And it's just amazing to see young men growing up in Christ on fire for Jesus. It's, I'm really touched to, to share this. Here um, we, have a we started to have a shelter for refugees at our um, campus. Here you see a um, family from Afghanistan. You see the lady is pregnant. She's about to give birth to a baby and have no place to stay. Uh, they stay in a, uh, stood in a governmental refugee camp. It's a big industrial hall with 200, 300 people, no privacy only cold water, so uh, how would it be for the baby? So um, we worked out with the government and they allowed us to take this family to our place to live there for a while till government finds an adequate uh, flat place for them to live. And it, it was so good to meet them, to have them in our uh, shelter and this man, he read the whole Bible already. Has a lot of questions. Didn't receive Jesus yet, but it's on his way. Yeah. This is the baby. It's just amazing. So here you see a Syrian uh, family. So when there are um, families in special need, really broken uh, families who got through uh, trauma experience in their life, the government would send them to our church. They're in, in, in fact, they're not allowed to do it because uh, it should be secular. But hidingly, they send them to us in an agreement and we receive them for a while. They are still registered at the campus, so when there is any control, they know how, how to call and we will bring them, you know? Um, and this family came really broken. The man's knee was broken and they were crying all the time because what they experienced, they came. And uh, um, I prayed over his knee and immediately God healed it. It's as miraculously. They get restored emotionally, came to church, experienced Jesus, but didn't receive him. How much Jesus loves everyone and gives the chance to decide. They didn't receive Jesus yet, 
But God has his way. But God has his, his hand on, him, on them. So it's not just everybody receiving Jesus, but Jesus is loving everybody. Here's the next family. It's a Kurdish family from uh, Iraq. And uh, yeah, oh, I, I tell the story in the evening. It's, it's, uh, it's just amazing what God is doing. Here you see um, Anna Marie investing into the young generation. Here's our youth group. And here's a meeting at Anna Marie's home. Youth group with the new friends. Now you know what it means. Like half of them are people from Arabic nations, Syrians, uh, Iraqis, and uh, they just uh, belong to us. And here you see the teenagers, always crazy, but good. Local youth outreach at our campus. We invited them for a movie uh, outside, open air. Training leaders. So this was Anna Marie is doing also really good. She's investing herself into the young generation, training them, equipping them. Training core youth leaders. She is responsible for the youth department, teenagers, uh, youth, and young adults or students. Discipleship friends, that's also something where, that she loves to do, discipling uh, even one by one. Some more discipleship and fun. Fun is always also part of the ministry and life. More fun and more and more fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for your support. So, the time is running here in Seattle. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have to come back, but... <laughs> How much time do I have? Oh, let's give it. How about 15 minutes? Okay, good. I'll, I'll try my best to get the message in 15 minutes. We would say Jesus, that's the message that I would like to share. This pulpit is a pulpit where Amos Simple McPherson was preaching from. And in front of her, she always saw, we would see Jesus. That's what she was focusing on. What, what, that was what she was always expecting to happen. And I was really moved to hear the uh, history, to hear um, the heritage that we are carrying and it really touched me, so I made a picture in front of this uh, pulpit, and I thought I would like to share about that. We would see Jesus. Let me read uh, with you Luke chapter 4, the um, passage uh, from verse 18 to 20. Here Jesus is preaching in the temple of uh, Nazareth, the place, his home, uh, village. And it was um, his first, very first sermon in his own village. And then he stands in front of the people and reads uh, from the Isaiah roll. And there is what he was um, reading. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
for he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from the oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He wrote up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Everyone in the synagogue stared at him intently. Then he said, This scripture has come true today before your very eyes. This was the preaching. Very short, just one sentence. This scripture has come true today before your very eyes. We would see Jesus. The people saw Jesus. And in Jesus, this scripture was fulfilled. And you know, we have the same spirit inside of us. We are anointed with the same spirit like Jesus. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and then he was filled with the Holy Spirit. After he got baptized, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and 40 days he was in the wilderness. He was um, tempted by the devil while he was seeking his heavenly father and focusing on his relationship to the heavenly father and I believe also focusing on the assignment that uh, the heavenly father gave him to fulfill and when he came back from this time of uh, wilderness but also time of close relationship with his heavenly father He came to the synagogue and he read this scripture and he began his ministry. It is the same with us as children of God. We need to be born again of the Spirit of God. Otherwise, we have no heavenly eternal life in us. Like we read in John chapter 3, from verse 3, we read the answer from Jesus to Nicodemus who came to Jesus in the night because he wanted to get access to the kingdom of God. He wanted to see the kingdom of God. He wanted to know about the mystery of uh, Jesus' ministry. And Jesus' answer to him was that uh, we read in John 3, verse 3, Jesus replied, I assure you, unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? explained Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, the truth is, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. Amen. 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 The same way as Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
we get born again by the Holy Spirit. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's the same with us. We need to understand it and we need to experience it. And this is a miracle, as we heard in the testimony of our brother Jirkenbeck, that God is doing in, in our lives. Uh, and he is reaching out to every single person, even in dreams and visions. He wants us to be born again from the Spirit, to be baptized, and then to be filled in the Holy Spirit. So in order to see Jesus to experience his presence in his kingdom, we need to be born again. And also we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and then he started to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then he saw what his Father, Heavenly Father, is doing and he did the same. And he had the same passion and compassion like the Heavenly Father, and he was touching the lives of many people. When he was on earth, he was a human being like us, but with a special connection. And this connection is available for us too. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit in the same way as Jesus. That's why Jesus told to his disciples not to go and, and, and run out and preach the gospel. They were excited. They, they saw Jesus being resurrected from the dead. But he said, wait, 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 wait. You need to get filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then you will go and share the gospel, the good news in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in Seattle area. <laughs> you will go everywhere. Then then um, it is not a Christian duty that we have to do, but it's this power of the heavenly life inside of us that draws us, that moves us to the people. We can't stop. We have to go. We, then we are united with him, and we feel what breaks the heart of God, and it breaks our heart. And we are not helpless uh, like we don't know how to do about it. But when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, we can touch people's life in the name of Jesus. Like Peter and John, when they went to the temple, as usual, but now filled with the Holy Spirit, you know? And they saw the uh, crippled man asking for some money. They didn't go to the other side of the street, but they stopped and they said, we don't have what you ask, but we have what you need. In the name of Jesus, stand up and go. And he was healed. And he, and he went into the temple and was jumping and dancing like crazy and giving testimony of Jesus who healed him. Isn't that amazing? The same spirit of Jesus Christ is in us. The same spirit which resurrected Jesus from the dead is inside of us. We need to be aware of it. We need to live in this reality. So in order to see Jesus, in order to see the kingdom of God, 
We need, first of all, to be born again. And it's a miracle that God does. And, and he touches the hearts of people. Uh, and, and when we say yes to Jesus, this miracle happens. Then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, empowered with the Holy Spirit. We need the gift of uh, praying in tongues, uh, moving in heavenly uh, spiritual reality. That's so important. Because we are the very body of Jesus Christ in this earth. And God wants us to do the same miracle, to experience the same power as Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And there is one more very important key to experience this kingdom life. Do you have five minutes for that? Yes. This key is written in um, Luke Chapter 9, and we will read uh, from verse 23 on. This is a key that has been missed out many times, especially in the Western world. This is a very important key where we need to come back to in order to see the kingdom of God. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition. Shoulder your cross daily and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life to me, you will find true life. And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose or forfeit your own soul in the process. If a person is ashamed of me and my message, I, the Son of Man, will be ashamed of the person when I return in my glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. I assure you that some of you standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. So in order to see the kingdom of God, we need to come back to this very foundational truth, to this very foundational invitation of Jesus. Jesus didn't push us, but he invites us. If any of you wants to be my follower, it's an invitation. Did you... Receive this invitation? Did you say yes to this invitation? And this invitation is to put aside our own selfish ambitions, our ideas, how everything should work, our plans. Sometimes maybe our comfort zone. And instead to shoulder our cross daily. To pick up our cross and then to follow him, step by step, following him. And then there is a promise that comes with that. We will see the kingdom of God. So important to get back to this foundation. What does it mean to pick up our cross? What do you believe? What would you say? I believe... It is about living a life in obedience 
to God. Obedience is to agree with God and His will. To say, yes, Lord. Yes, I agree. That's what obedience means. Living a life in obedience. And I could bring example after example what kind of miracles we can experience if we just obey the Lord. But I, can, I would like to bring only, only one short example. One night... I couldn't sleep for some reason. And the Holy Spirit started to talk to me to get up and to go to the train station. And there I will meet two people. And uh, then at that place, he will tell me what to do with them. And it sounds like crazy to me. I thought maybe I get a little bit religious now. A <laughs> little bit crazy. It's in the middle of the night. And I have to be at 7 o'clock at my workplace. At that time I worked for a company. And what would my wife think if I disappear in the middle of the night? I don't want to wake her up. Maybe this is not from the Lord. So I tried to sleep. I tried hard. I tried one hour long. It didn't work. So finally I decided I will listen to this voice. It probably is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I had better obey. So I stood up and my wife Kerstin woke up and asked, what is going on here? So listen, I feel like the Holy Spirit tells me to go to the train station and to share the gospel to somebody. So she reacted like, so what are you doing here? Go. <laughs> I, I hope she will give me an excuse but instead, she kicked me out. <laughs> and when I came there to the train station, uh, I saw a man sitting there, and I, I immediately felt the Holy Spirit tell me, this is one of them. So oh, Maybe not. I need to see if there are more people, you know? <laughs> maybe it's only with me like this. Maybe you are quicker in, in obedience. So... I go in, I find it, no one. But then I find another person uh, who was a, a Russian guy, drunk, lost his way, didn't know where to go, tried to figure it out. And I felt that God loves this man so much that he walks me up and sends me to help him. And I started to talk with him, figured out he is Russian. I helped him to buy a ticket. I helped him to go into the right train. And I gave him a brochure and uh, just wished him a good night. And I felt like, wow, that's great. Then I thought, ah, oh, the first man, maybe he's not there anymore. So I went out of the train station. And he's, he was away, but he is coming back. So I said, oh, this is my chance. I go to him and I told him, maybe this sounds crazy for you, but God himself sends me to you to talk to you. Is there anything you would like to talk about? He was looking like, what's going on here? So come, I invite you for a coffee. So we went to drink a coffee. I shared the gospel. I was able to pray with him. So now I get excited. And I wanted to share more uh, and meet more people, then I sent the Holy Spirit telling me, now go home and sleep. 
So picking up the cross does not mean to be just busy, but to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and to do things that are unusual, to lose, uh, to, to, to go out from the comfort zone and to just do in obedience what God tells us to do. Charles Sweeney, one of the revival preachers, I don't have time to explain more about him, he has said it this way, a revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. I'll say it again. A revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. Let's come back to the very foundation. So, what is that that the Holy Spirit pointed in your heart while I was sharing? Maybe the very need to be born again in order to see Jesus. If you are first time here or you have been often here but you didn't make this personal decision to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And if you are not sure that you are born again and have the life of Jesus inside of you, then it's an invitation to you to experience this today. Maybe it is that the Holy Spirit pointed you on being empowered by the Holy Spirit, fresh and again and new, and receive the fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. Then give an answer to him, and you will see Jesus. You will move by the Holy Spirit. Or maybe... It is a thing about the cross and maybe God is inviting you to live in obedience, to agree with him instead of your selfish ambitions and ideas that you have, asking God, what is your purpose in my life? I want to follow you while I'm picking up my cross daily to follow you. God wants us not once to experience him, but to follow him daily. Amen. So I want you, Pastor Alex. Let's uh, stand together. Let's close in prayer. I'd like to uh, let you know that the story you heard from Jerry, that's his American name, about how the dreams came and God met him miraculously someone with no Christian or biblical background just proves to me once again that God is sovereign. He can chase us down, reveal himself, open our eyes. But he really loves it when we ask him for that. We know who we're talking to. Jerry at the time didn't. So if we recognize God is eager right now to help you become born again, to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to give you the grace to obey. He'll respond to you right now. So I'd like us to just together, let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you're doing in Germany, all that you're doing in Kazakhstan, all that you've uh, spoken to us about this morning through our brothers from the other side of the planet, proving once again that Jesus, you really are Lord of the universe. Now I ask, Father, in a very simple and clear way, would you give my brothers and sisters this morning courage to say, that's me. 
when given the opportunity. So here's the opportunity. Would you like to be born again? If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, I, I'm not sure or I definitely want to receive Jesus right now. Yes, yes, good. Yes, to you. God bless you over my right. Anyone else? I want to be born again. I want to have the heavenly life. I want eternity to be my home. Good. If you raise your hand, would you repeat after me? In fact, let's all repeat and join our, our three brothers and sisters who just said yes to Jesus. Would you pray this? Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and taking the penalty for my sin and exchanging it with real life. Forgive me, Lord. I receive you. Take over my life. I'm ready to be yours beginning now. Amen. If there's anyone this morning who's already born again, but really wants a fresh empowering, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, uh, you want to see some miracles. You want to see Jesus. You want to see God moving. You want to hear his voice better. You want spiritual gifts to pour through you. Would you raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I need a fresh filling. I want more of you, Jesus. I want you for the first time. Thank you. My gosh, your hands all across the room here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can we all pray this together? Lord Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit. I open up to you now. I receive you, Holy Spirit. Fill me through and through. I yield to you. I surrender to you. In my heart, my mind, my mouth, my hands, and my feet. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord God. And finally, I don't want to, amen, we're going to applaud at the end, but I don't want to walk away from here. If God has just touched you and said, you know, you've just been kind of a, an independent sort lately. You've been kind of wandering lately, and my grace and mercy is great enough to bring you back right now. But it's up to you to say, Lord, that's me. I, I've wandered. I just want to be honest. I confess. It's sin. It might be a tiny sin to some, but to me, it's life and death. And I just want to say, Lord, I'm back to obeying with you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? We're not going to expose you or talk about you or point you out or anything else. Good, good, good. Yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Father, we, we repent. That means we turn back to you right now. And we thank you that your mercy is instantaneous. Your forgiveness and our clean record is absolutely clean and perfect beginning now because of your blood. Now, Father, empower us. Give us a grace to take up our cross starting today and just simply obey you and not try to be so smart, but just to say yes in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, amen. amen. Can we give the Lord a great big hand? Hallelujah. We have one final thing I'd like to do. If you can sit down, I know it's, it's long and we've gone late, but you know, I, Pam and I heard the story about the training center that Pastor Jerry wants to build in Kazakhstan, and we both looked at each other and said, our church wants to support that. Our church wants to give to that. So I'm going to invite the ushers to come. And if you have a check you can write to RCC, we will transfer all of the money to their ministry to help build that center. I'd like to receive an offering now, but also... Those brochures that he mentioned are going to be on the table out there. If you just want to go home and read through this and pray about it, and then you can directly send gifts to support that.
Kazakhstan is the only remaining nation in that part of the world that's open to the gospel. And they will become the outreach center of all the countries that are now closed to us. So this is like a strategic moment. It's just open for now. And then I think if the gospel gets in there and gets exploding, revival is going to happen in that part of the world. So would you give as the Lord leads you? I should go ahead and pass those velvet vessels and... Um, I want to just lead you in a song a cappella. Can you do a cappella? Do you need a guitar? No. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. And here in your love, here in your love, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Amen. God bless you. I sure hope you can make it back tonight. Six o'clock, we'll go for just another 90 minutes, but it'll be all stories and slides. So uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Six o'clock right here. God bless you. Listening to God's teachings is always so exciting. We hope you have enjoyed this recording and that it has blessed you. Remember to share these messages with others you know and love. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. Here again is Pastor Kevin. Do you ever have thoughts about your purpose in life? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you walked away and it's time to come home. You know, really our walk with God is about a personal relationship with Him. That's what He wants. I believe that's what we want. I encourage you to take a few moments and allow this message to sink in. Allow His Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You know, the Bible says that if we draw close to Him, that He will draw close to us. So do that today. God bless.